Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people discuss big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a wrestler with Oregon State University. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating, and he interns for his pastor. Here is Christian Robertson. What is going on, guys? How's it going today? If you're watching or listening to this, I'm sorry. It should be uh, Friday. Friday, May 24th. Um, Glad you guys are here. Uh, I'm super excited about this episode today. Uh, One of my favorite ones I've done so far in my very short stem of being a podcaster, but uh, one of the ones I really look forward to the most. Um, Before we get into that, though, I want to want to go over a couple of things. First of all, huge shout out to my buddy Josh Warden. He did the intro you guys just listened to. Uh, Josh is like a sports broadcaster and he interns at my church and just a great guy. It refused to let me pay him. But if you guys are looking for anything like that, I would definitely hit Josh up. DM me on Instagram, uh, whatever. Also, if you haven't yet, go over and check out my YouTube channel, The Barbell Experience. Got some great stuff on there too. This interview should be up on there maybe next week too if you you know, want to see my or Anthony's face. Um, another thing, uh, shout out to Pete De La Rosa. Uh, he's the one that got me in contact with Anthony. I, you know, text him. I was like, hey man, can you, can you get me in contact with Kassar? He was like, yeah. Like, 20 minutes later, I think he was like, hey, uh, Kassar wants to do the interview now. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. I can't do it right now. I'm like, I'm at church or I don't know what I, where I was at, but I was doing something important. And uh, and so then Kassar texts me like a couple days later and and here we are. So uh, super cool there. Super cool interview. Anthony's great, man. He's a he's a cool guy, real like-minded like myself. Um you know, real, real driven individual. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. Also, this is kind of on the um, more sorrow side, but uh, if you guys could be praying for my friend Michael Colson, uh, in, in particular his family. Uh, he's got a wife and four kids, but he's, um, he's not doing well. He's got brain cancer, and uh, he's got a tumor, and and it's taken over the whole right side of his brain. So. They don't know how long he's got, but they don't think it's long. Um, you know, barring a absolute miracle, it doesn't look good. Um, so if you guys could be praying for that, but but also be praying for his family. You know, um, they're gonna need you know some strength from the Lord that that isn't their own. They're gonna have to do some things that is not of their own strength, but of God's, and you know it's just gonna be a testament to Him. Uh, so just be praying for that. Um, praying that the good Lord does what he does and, uh, you know, lifts them up. Also, I mean, we're never going to stop praying for a miracle. I mean, that's the, you know, that's huge. But also just be praying, praying for his family. Uh, it's a real sad deal. So, um, so I appreciate that if you guys do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, without, without further ado, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. You didn't come to hear me. You came to hear Anthony Kassar. So here we go. We're we're on. What's going on, man? Not much. Just uh, training, living life, getting some sun. Yeah. Is it pretty? Is it pretty nice out there? Yeah, it's gorgeous right now. Finally, it's been cold and rainy for feels like forever. Yeah. Is it? What's the What's the climate like normally out there? 
Uh, it's super cold in the winters, and then summers are nice. It's, it's similar to where I'm from in Jersey, like uh, pretty usual seasons. Uh, summer, the winters just feel like they last forever. Gotcha. Dude, I'm dig- yeah. I'm digging the attire, man. You look like a gangster right now. <laughs> you got the you got the toothpick and the glasses. It looks good. It's a good look. Yeah, you, uh, you caught me on my uh, on my chill day. You doing arms or something earlier? You gotta impress the ladies. <laughs> I was actually doing legs, but uh, uh, I, I always throw like, uh, a little arms in there, you know. Oh, you have to, man. You can't. Yeah. I saw one of your posts one time. It was like. Uh, Grades are important, but big biceps are importanter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like one of my favorite quotes. I love that. Quote. Who's who's is that? I don't know. I I found it. Uh, I saw it like on a a piece of paper, like posted on like a wall, like somewhere random, and and the person wasn't quoted. So I'm just gonna take it for my own. <laughs> that's Anthony Casar's quote, man. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I claimed it. That's super funny, bro. Um. Oh, shoot. What was that? Oh, yeah. I remember. Um, so when I called you, first of all, thank you for doing this, man. I really I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, you know, I feel like you're a, you're a very influential guy. So when I uh, started the podcast, I was like, dude, that's one of the first guys I want on the show. Appreciate so, that, bro. Yeah. That guy's, so that guy's yeah, the man. Think, yeah, no, I, I, I look up to you a lot, even though you're – how old are you, 23? Yeah, 23. So, but, um, but no, when I called you and I got I went to voicemail – said hey you've reached the champ call me back later (laughs) did that say that last year or is that That new that has said that for about four years now bro i love it man is that so that's just (laughs) that's just your mindset all the time is yeah i'm the champ yeah that's my mindset my lifestyle everything my identity so yeah it's been like that for a long time just the champ man yep (laughs) what um uh Oh shoot! Well, okay, um, yeah. So, so last year, you. Uh, well, how are you on time? By the way, you good? You yeah, up? I'm good. I'm chilling. So last year, um, you know, with all that, like, how did how did that shake up? Like, did you feel like changing your uh, your um, response on the um, your voicemail? Whatever. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> was it like I mean, you know, cuz you you beat the number 1 guy in the nation, you had, you know, good dual dual meet record and, you know, you you yeah. did a lot of good things and then uh you didn't get the the spot. How did that all shake up? What was the decision, you know, making there? Like how did that work? Um yeah, so the year was at 97. Um yeah, it was uh it was it was rough. I mean, I uh I trained obviously super hard going to the season and was i started cutting weight like the previous february like leading up to the following year because i knew that i was getting bigger and uh, i had to like really be strict if i wanted to keep 97 so i was super strict all summer keep my weight low and stuff and then going to the season i was feeling good um yeah i had, had a decent uh season dual meets and stuff and then uh I had that big win against Ohio State, and I felt like I was going to be the man, and I, I uh, was ready to go for nationals. Um, but at the end of the day, I didn't do enough to, to do that. And so, yeah, it was it was heartbreaking, and uh, uh, it de- definitely didn't feel good considering all that I put into it, and I, and I felt like I, I had the ability to be the national champ at 187. Um, but didn't last long. I, I just accepted the fact that I uh, didn't achieve my goal, but I still had another year to do it. And uh, I knew going into the season that I, I was going to go up to heavyweight the following year just because I, I couldn't do it no more. And uh, I just want I wanted to go up to heavyweight. So 
um, that following week I started getting bigger and, and sit, I keep doing everything I was doing, everything, all the discipline and everything. And uh, on to the next goal, which was the exact same, and uh, was able to get it done this year. So what what did you weigh after after they made the decision? Uh, so the first day of Big Tens, I remember waking up at like two thirteen. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> I was feeling good, and uh, then yeah, after that I put on uh, probably about twenty five, uh, twenty five to thirty more pounds. What this do you, summer? What do you weigh right now? Like two forty? Uh, yeah, a little less than that, like 235, 237, somewhere around that range. What you? What was the most you weighed all year? Uh, the, the, the most I weighed was before, uh, was at the end of the summer, I was like 242. Uh, oh, okay. And then over the course of the season, I, I lost weight, and the last day of Nationals, I weighed in at like 229, so. Yeah. Um, now oh, we're, wow. we're good. We're putting it back on now. That's funny because like the the announcers they don't know they don't know what they're t- they're always yeah. like he looks like he's he's he weighs about two fifty yeah. right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's disturbing. <laughs> but um, that's super cool, man. So like, was there like any animosity toward I mean, towards the staff or anything? I mean, obviously you know you still gotta go back to them after this interview, yeah. but uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was, yeah, no, yeah, we 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 talked it out and everything. I mean. Everyone was telling me uh, that I should have animosity towards them. And, you know, everyone was like, you know, you were supposed to be the guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm not one of those guys that's going to look outside of myself. Yeah. Um, I have I have my opinion and they have their opinion. But at, at, the, at the end of the day, like, they're going to be the ones to make the call. So if I... Christian's phone disconnected. Oh, ...to be the man, then that's on me. So, um, yeah, once I uh, settled down and, and just... You know, became quiet with myself, quiet with God. I was just able to just take extreme ownership of the situation and realize that, hey, if I if I did enough to be the man, I would I would I would have been the man. I would have won national. So uh, I took that as a reason to be uh, as a reason to be why I would be a national champ, as opposed to like be the reason why I was not a national champ. So I learned a lot from that year and. Um, took it into uh the equation for making me cheat my goal this year gotcha have you read the book extreme ownership yeah it's a good one isn't it love that book yeah dude jocko's the man you ever you ever seen his instagram (laughs) it's just his watch 4 30 in the morning (laughs) bro i feel like his profile his profile (laughs) picture should just be like a middle finger to everyone (laughs) and his freaking uh videos on mondays kill me dude he's the man so yeah, I love it. was there, I mean, I'm sure, was there like a period of time though, like where you were, I mean, did you know right when they made a decision, like, was it in your head, I'm going to be a national champ at heavyweight or was there yeah. like, I mean, there, I mean, sure there was like doubts. I mean, there's always doubts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, yeah, it was more just kind of like confused as like, I felt like I did everything down to a T to be the national champ that year. So definitely a little doubt like okay if i did everything to be a national champ this year like what's gonna be one second one second i can't i can't hear you repeat that sorry um so yeah there there was definitely always a little bit of doubt just you know feeling that i did everything i could to be a national champ but then it didn't work out but i think uh god blessed me with a lot of faith in myself and a lot of faith in him that if I just continue to trust the process and do everything that I was doing and trust the people around me, 
that I was going to get the job done. So um, that's eventually what happened, and it, it, it was a quick turnaround. Gotcha. Now, what? Um, how long have you been a Christian? Uh, all my life, my my dad uh, was an Orthodox priest growing up. Okay. So it was always yeah. So it was always a big part of our uh, family. And then when I went to college, I kind of made the decision to uh, develop, continue to develop that relationship with God by myself. Gotcha. So now that is that that I mean that's a. I look at all your uh, your teammates and stuff, and that seems to be a common theme. You know, guys yeah. giving it up. I mean, is that is that just the culture in Penn State, or is that the culture just in the wrestling room? Like everybody just kind of feeds off each other. Yeah, I think uh, it starts from the top. Uh, our coaches are all faith based guys, and um, I think the the kind of guys that they recruit just happen to be good people, and and they look for that, and, and guys that love the sport and. Um, or just a good character. And so they kind of recruit those kind of kids, and, and that builds the atmosphere here where, you know, we all have similar beliefs and, and faith and uh, just want the best for each other. And, and uh, yeah, so I think it starts from the top. They created that atmosphere, so it's, like, it's really healthy and really motivating to have people around you that all believe in God at the same time. Gotcha. What's, um, what's your relationship with Neville's like? I'm sure that was – there was some probably – you guys probably didn't want to room together or anything that year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's similar similar to Shaq and I. Like, you know, it's tough when it's going on. But, you know, we, we knew that this was part of Penn State when we when we, when we committed here. You know, we're going to have guys that uh, don't start that could be All-Americans or National Champs at other schools. So it's, it's never fun when it's happening. Um, but I think we do a really good job going along with that, uh, that environment and culture that, that we have here at Penn State. Uh, we're dealing with it, and uh, you know now that it's over, and every every time it's completed, uh, we just want the best guy to be out there for the team. And then after, you know, we're boys again. So nothing, no hard feelings or anything like that. Gotcha. Now you went through a similar situation in high school, right? Didn't make it to state. Yeah. Until you're, I mean, Jersey's a tough state, but there's probably not a lot of yeah. guys that win that didn't qualify the year before, unless they're freshmen. Yeah, I think I was the fourth in history to do it. Um, really yeah so yeah so uh i wasn't really serious about wrestling until uh after my sophomore year of high school i grew up doing it but you know we started the program in my town uh with some local coaches and stuff so we didn't really uh have that that uh history of high level wrestling and everything so it was all on my own my, my dad just uh wasn't that hands-on like obsessed dad just kind of said if you want to you want training or you want to be good like it's up to you so after my sophomore season i kind of realized that i wanted to be good at it and be great at it and so i started training the offseason doing all the things right and that's uh what kind of led to me being behind but then eventually catching up and making those big jumps uh my senior year gotcha now did you face any now you had two years of injury right in college yeah mm-hmm. so what uh i don't know what did you do was it your knee uh it's my shoulder so okay. i uh made the junior world team i was competing in the junior worlds in brazil and in the quarterfinals uh i was up six zero and then uh, i got taken down this uh kid from india ripped my uh shoulder out of its socket uh so it tore like my labrum and everything in it so that was like my first major injury i got surgery to the olympic committee uh repaired the labrum and then uh four or five, five months later i was competed in the following year's junior world team trials and uh, same type of thing. I was wrestling in the quarterfinals, uh, up 6-0, shot in, and my shoulder just popped right out. 
So uh, they did a serious surgery back in my hometown, Princeton, New Jersey, and repaired everything. It was like a four-hour surgery. So I had to take a long time off after that. And then uh, finally, like two years following that surgery date, I was competing. Gotcha. So it's uh, it's Saturday, May 8th, or not May 18th. Uh, yeah, May 18th. And uh, world team trials are going on. Why uh, why is Anthony Kassar not competing at the world team trials right now? <laughs> so uh, I'm just focusing on this summer to get bigger. I feel like uh, I want to be a little bigger for the international guys and just for heavyweight in general. Uh, so I'm just taking the summer to continue to improve, get better, train hard, and get bigger. And then uh, I'm going to make my Olympic run next year and uh, get after it freestyle-wise. Gotcha. Now you don't have any uh, sponsorships or anything right now, do you? No, no, I, I'm, uh, I still have uh, two years of eligibility left, so can't take anything yet. Gotcha. Are you going to take them? You going to come back? I'm, I'm thinking about coming back for this next one. Uh, two is it's a lot. Is, uh, a, lo- is a lot. <laughs> I don't want to be freaking 26 years old still in college, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking Everybody, about Everybody's thinking coming about up to you like, hey, man, did you do like a Mormon mission or something? Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'm like, nope. So yeah, I'm thinking about doing one more. Uh, so we'll see. Okay. Um, oh shoot. Oh, I had something I wanted to talk. Oh, so funny story. So if uh, if you see Jason Nolf, please um, tell him congrats. Good luck for me. But also patch this up because I was at the uh, I was at the open, and I was <laughs> like, I see him walk. This is so awkward, dude. I'm. I'm an awkward guy in most situations, but he's walking by, and I like had one of my flyers, and I was like, "Hey, Jason," and no idea who I am, like, and I'm like, "Here's a flyer, uh, like your teammate Anthony's gonna be on my show, like, love to have you, bye." <laughs> it was he was just like, "Okay, man, thanks." Like, all right, dude. I I would like the whole time I was like, "Christian, you're an idiot. Like, you're like this is ridiculous. Like, why are you here?" But uh, so if you <laughs> if you hilarious. see him, yeah, I got you. if you I see him, you. please tell him like yes, I was on his show. He's a little <laughs> awkward, knows. but it's not as bad. <laughs> I got you. Well, that was funny. Are those guys pretty cool though? I mean, is it pretty cool being in the room with? I mean, is it just like? Is there any jealousy that goes on? Like, man, this guy did this. Like, I want to do this. Like, kind of like that brotherly. Like your little brother or your big brother does something, yeah. and you just want to one up him. Yeah, it's it's more like a healthy like competitive spirit, but like at the end of the day, like you'll see us when someone's like one of us is competing, like we're just so into it, we want the best for them. Uh, but there's definitely a little bit of that like healthy competitive drive. And that's why we're making these jumps because we just want to like continue to improve and help each other improve. So it's a uh, yeah, it's a good good brother situation we got going on. Gotcha. So you've been, I mean, there's a common theme like with your wrestling and with everything. Like you seem to be the type of guy that takes the road less traveled. You know, you weren't yeah. high school. You weren't the guy. Um, didn't seem like you were the guy that would be winning a state title in New Jersey, but you did it. And then your senior year here, you know, you, you know, back up, injured, all that, and then you say, I'm gonna beat out a two-time All-American at the weight class up, be <laughs> one of the smaller guys in the weight class, and win a national title, like. How do you, yeah. you know, if, if there's kids watching, you know, there's people you want to inspire, like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you bridge that gap? And, and what is your mindset like going into that? Is it just like, I just want to be the best at the hardest thing or like, what, what does that look like? 
Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's just something that, uh, you know, Coach Kale preaches a lot is just being super clear on what you want. And uh, I've always been very clear on what I wanted. And uh, when you're when you're super clear on that, on that goal and uh, your life reflects it, nothing can really stop you, no adversity or setbacks or anything. Uh, obviously, it's it's tough. It's, it's uh, hard and grueling and uh, some days you don't want to do it and, and you have doubts. But um, yeah, for me, just being super clear on what I wanted and, and uh, having complete faith in myself and not really paying attention to what anyone else was saying and uh, just getting after it every day, trusting the process because eventually I knew that my uh, work commitment and uh, discipline would, would pay off for the long-term goal. So yeah, I would definitely say to anyone uh, watching is just be clear on what you want and, and do whatever it takes to get there. And other than that, it doesn't really matter what anyone else says or what you've been through. It's just you know sticking to that plan and, and making it happen. So when did you when did you know? Like, was there a point in your season this last year, like where every single doubt was taken away, and you were like, "I'm I'm going to be a national champ"? Like, or was it right after you got your hand raised when you beat, you know, when you won? Um. Yeah, I. I, uh, I don't really feel. Um, too much doubt. I, I, I continually visualize and, and, and believe that I'm going to be a champion in, in, in whatever I do and achieve my goals mm-hmm. of, of uh, and like this past year being national champ. So I never really let those doubts creep in. If, if something pops up, I'll, I'll go right back to my goal and, and say I'm, I'm the champ and focus on that. So I really never even acknowledge those doubts. So it's hard for me to even say that I had them. Um, but you go into every match, you know, expecting to win and uh, not really thinking about losing. So, yeah, after I won nationals, it was like expected. But at the same time, then you start thinking like, wow, you know, I, I didn't – that wasn't 100%. It's hard to explain. Like I, uh, I, I just expect to win. So I never really acknowledged those doubts. And then after nationals, I, w- I was like, yeah, that, that was supposed to happen. And it feels great, and then it's on to the next. So, yeah, I mean, for, for those doubts and everything popping up, I would just say just go back to being focused on what you want. And those things, those those thoughts are not going to help you. They're only going to hinder you. Gotcha. But, like, along with that, was there, like, a um, – like, what was the biggest moment where you solidified to yourself? Was there a moment before winning nationals where you solidified to yourself, like, yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the champ. Like, my voicemail <laughs> my voicemail's right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think there, there was multiple moments. Uh, you know, obviously winning the spot was huge. Yeah, it's really uh, big. That, fir- that first match out at Rec Hall at heavyweight was huge. Uh, that Big Ten Finals match was huge. So it's all just like building up. You know, I come into the season, I'm the champ. And then each of those moments just kind of solidifies that and makes it more concrete uh, and just, you know, makes it more real. Gotcha. You ever talked to Gable? Has that conversation ever happened? Um, no, we've never had a conversation. We'll say what's up here and there. Uh, yeah. A couple of counters like that. But no, we've never sat down and have, had a couple of coffee. And... <laughs> never never gone on a date with Gable Stevenson? Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, what do you, I mean, what do you think of that guy? I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's an aggressive dude, but he's also the yeah. youngest guy in the whole, I mean, he's probably the youngest guy in the whole tournament. Like, I think for him like he has to be the most aggressive guy like some people are like oh he's he's too mean like he wrestled my teammate desi and you know kind of got a little physical like 
a little over physical, I think, like towards the end. But yeah. I think with being an eighteen year old, like he's still. I mean, he probably feels like it, but he doesn't have like man, like when he's twenty two, he's gonna have like different strength, you know. Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like with that, like he just has to get in a different mindset, you know, of like. Yeah. These guys are men. I'm still, you know, I just got out of high school. Like I got to be at a different level mentally. What do you think? Yeah. You think that is probably pretty accurate? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would assume so. I mean, I, I don't know him personally, but yeah, that would make sense to me. Uh, and yeah, he's he's just a stud, uh, young kid, and just you know throwing around freaking uh, 22 and 23 year old heavyweight. So yeah, I got nothing but respect for him. I love competing against him, and uh, yeah, I. Uh, think that his style's uh interesting and, and fun to watch entertaining so he's gonna be good for the sport overall yeah you think you broke him a little bit the big tens i mean you were like come on get back over here <laughs> that was my brother yeah. called me he was like bro kazar took uh gable down he he's a gangster man like he told me to get back in the ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, my goal going to every match is, is to is to break the guy i want to i want to see his soul leave his body and, and consume it so um, yeah, that, that's the goal every match, and, and once I do that, I just feel, I just feel complete. So, um, yeah, the, the, those those matches are always fun. And you felt that a little bit. A you little bit, you yeah. can say it, bro. Nobody's watching. He's never gonna see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel I felt it. That's awesome, man. Uh, so then, uh, so that I mean that was I mean that was your toughest match at nationals, right? Was him yeah. that second time? Yeah, for sure. And he's just, you know, bull rushing you, making it making it tough. Did you feel like any yeah. type like did you feel like overwhelmed at any point? Like, oh shoot. Like this guy's coming at me hard. <laughs> yeah, he came out super hot. Um but I knew that if I just uh you know, kept good position and, and uh kept fighting that none none of none of these heavyweights can uh keep up with my conditioning. So, you know, you gotta keep that pace all all seven minutes. Gotcha. And then, uh, and then Derek in the finals, you got that, uh, you avenged that loss. Was that pretty, would you, if you could go back, would you take that loss back or do you kind of like how it played out? Like that adversity, like this is the one guy that beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I take it back cause I, I still would have learned a lot from the match. You don't like um, losing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it right now because that, uh, that taught me so much and then going to the finals yeah there was definitely a little more motivation there and uh it, it, it was uh yeah it was a good it was a good turning point like halfway through season to kind of see where i was at and make some adjustments and that that carried over into the following uh pre postseason got the major man is there yeah. is there any feeling that you've ever felt like winning a national title like what's that like when everything like that you've said you're gonna do you've worked for it just all comes to fruition and culminates in one moment. Is that is that a pretty good feeling? Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. It was like the first time in a long time that I just felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and I could like take a breath. And that's why I kind of just fell to my knees and was thanking God because, you know, up until that point, uh, and especially the previous two years leading up to it, it was just like every single day, every single second was just thinking about getting there and how I haven't got there yet and just grinding. So finally get it was just uh just like so much relief and like just gratitude yeah so like you know with with guys i mean the theme on your team is you know two three time three time national champs do you think with what you had to go through it makes it a little bit sweeter than what those guys have experienced you know yeah um 
I don't not, know if it makes it not taking anything away from those guys. Those guys are great, but yeah. when you just yeah. go through the ringer and you're not yeah. the starter, you're hurt, you don't win, you yeah. win one state title. Like, I'm sure it probably makes it a yeah. little bit sweeter when you, yeah, when you get that. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely sweeter for me just because you know there's always doubters and haters and knowing what I what I've been through and the dark times when I was just like training. Uh, in the dark with myself and and no one was watching it's it's sweeter for me personally just knowing uh what i've been through and the, the stuff that other people don't know so in that way yeah it was definitely uh it's definitely sweeter for me gotcha now are you gonna you're gonna wrestle through next year and then make the transition to mma is that correct yes and you're gonna fight heavyweight or are you gonna go 205 heavyweight yeah I'm never cutting the rest of my life how how tall are you like six two Six three. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're yeah built basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just a little. I'm just a little prettier. Mm, <laughs> listen, man, you have more Instagram followers. That doesn't mean you're prettier. It just means people don't know me yet. <laughs> you, you didn't like that one. No. Like we, that hey, one. we don't get a lot of sun out here in Oregon. Okay, it's cloudy right now. <laughs> Let me get mine. I don't even know where Oregon is, bro. <laughs> I could before I came out here. I couldn't have pointed Oregon out on a map. I was like, Oregon, is that where they? What made you go there? Uh, honestly, it was just God's plan. Like, I went to yeah. a junior college for two years and didn't accomplish my goal, and um, some things fell through. You know, I was I verbal to Iowa, and then they like discommunicated me. Super weird. Um, and then Oregon State answered the answered the call, and I was I just prayed about it. I'd never been to Oregon before. And I was like, "All right, I'll walk on there," and uh, haven't haven't looked back since. And get out here, and my my goals were, you know, to come here, you know, do what I do here, um, you know, be be on the top of the podium in wrestling, and then uh, transition to MMA as well. So, and I, uh, oh, I, nice. I was uh, really big, or I'm still really big, but uh, Chael Sonnen, uh, do you know who that is? You know who Chael is, don't you? Yeah. So he. Yeah, you, you had him on your, on your show, right? Yeah, he was my first guest. He's so, yeah. so I moved out here. I had no idea he was from Portland or anything, but he was my favorite fighter and like was watching his videos, like taking some of his mannerisms and stuff. And then yeah. my buddy is like, "Hey, you know Chael's like my old coach," and I was like, "What, really?" So I met Chael a few months later and was like, "Hey, man, do you have any like big practice partners? Like, I'd love to come out. Like, I train MMA." He's like, "No, come out." And so. When I go up to Portland in the summer, train with Chael, like been to his house a few times, like so he's That's like thick. he's like my friend, my partner, and like a mentor too. So just That's awesome, bro. So it's uh so yeah, it was uh it was God's plan for sure, and then got plugged in yeah. with ministry and in the church right away, and now they're nice. now they're asking me to go on staff, and I'm like ah, I think I'm just gonna kick people <laughs> in the head for a living, but maybe I'm not opposed to it. Seems a little safer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kicking people in the head is safer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it might be. You go to a foreign country, you never know. That's true. These days. But uh, so awesome. I'm, I'm sure with MMA, you got the same goals, right? Just go in. Oh yeah. Be a world champ. Yep, that's the plan. Do you have uh, you have any other aspirations or anything? I mean, like if not saying if that doesn't work out, but like after that ends, I'm sure. Um, I've always been. Uh, super involved in the church i was like uh always my 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 dad's right hand man growing up uh so something something involved in the church probably opened my own gym 
and just yeah just kind of stay around the same stuff i'm doing but just become a little more involved that with helping and providing as opposed to you know being the guy of one servant gotcha being okay yeah. well, that's that's super cool man i feel like we've got a lot in common besides the national yeah. title <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a lot but uh that's super cool man well um Man, I'm going to let you go, but uh, is there anything, if there's anybody watching, that you would like them to know about Anthony Kassar, any inspiration or unquoted quotes or un- untitled quotes? <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I got I got quotes on quotes, but uh, I think, yeah, the biggest thing is just I'm just trying to be my best self every day and uh, grow in mind, body, and spirit, and I just think that... As humans, that's all we can do every day is just try to become better in those three areas and and uh, be the best we can be and give back in some way. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Gotcha, for sure, man. Oh, one more question: what's the what's the sleeve thing about? I've seen multiple interviews with you with one sleeve rolled up. Is like, is your left arm bigger than your right, and you just want all the girls to see it, or what? Uh, so I just I have a few signatures that people seem to uh, notice that you know I just naturally do. But I got to do something different here and there for, for people to remember me. You know, toothpick, the left arm's always rolled up, uh, champ. There's, there's just a few things, you know, so that you don't forget about me. <laughs> Bro, I don't think I don't think we'll forget about you, man. But, hey, Anthony, um, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'll text course, you when everything's up. And uh, God That's bless you, man. Yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it was fun. I, thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem, brother. Have a good one. All right, bro. Peace. All right, guys. Well, I hope you liked that interview. I hope you liked some of the things Anthony had to say. Uh, I hope it inspired you or encouraged you in some way. Um, You know, I hope I asked the right questions and didn't make too much of a fool of myself. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Guys, again, if you haven't, go over to my YouTube channel. Check it out. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, again, that's the Barbell Experience. If you would like to be a guest or know somebody that would want to be a guest, uh, hit me up on Instagram at Barbell Robertson. Would love to hear from you guys. Would love to hear who you want to be a guest on this show, um, who you want me to interview, and you know if they're a Christian, who you want me to ask about their faith and give them a platform to speak about it. Uh, also, last thing, again, just a quick reminder. Could you please be praying for the Colson family? They're going through a real rough time right now. So just be praying that God's hand is on that situation. Be praying that he provides healing and comfort and strength in places uh, where that doesn't seem very present right now. So um, thank you guys again for listening. God bless. And uh, I think we're done here.